Mr. Oloya Joseph, how are you doing, sir? Yes, I'm good, sir. Very good. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah, the, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, actually, as a matter of fact, I would tell you it's more a pleasure on my side because uh, we we didn't we never really got to interact so closely. I believe this is going to be like our moment, you mm. know, get, <laughs> of like catching up and you know getting to know one another. But uh, yeah, let, let me know how's your day? How's your day? Today, today was it was fine. It was actually fine. Hmm. I'm actually from watching a rugby match. Ah, okay. Which game? Pitch. Which game was it? It was a game uh, between Cobbs and Impis. Impis, the the Macquarie team. Ah. Yeah, Cobbs is generally my team. It, it's the one I play for, although right now I'm still injured, so I'm still off. Ah, you play for Cobbs. You mean like, wait, wait, wait. The Cobbs is not like the national team, right? No, it's a club of its own. Ah, okay, okay. Yes. So, like, because is 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 the Premier League? I don't know. I don't know. Forgive me. I'm not trying. Like, is there's a league for Uganda, like rugby league? Yes, yes. Ah, okay. So you the Ugandan league. Yes. Okay. So was it was it like a, a a league game or it was just like a friendly game? No, it was. It's part of the league. The league is actually ending next weekend. Okay. Yeah, but it was actually barely a match because Cobbs okay. won it by. I, I, I was like, it was it was barely a match because Cobbs won it ninety-one to zero. <laughs> so what are you trying to say? You mean to tell me it was just uh, backyard practice? It was. It was. It was. <laughs> it was malice. It was a massacre. It was a massacre. That's the right word. It was a massacre. <laughs> It was child's play. It was, yes, indeed. You you could think that the goalposts were in one side only. <laughs> what, was happening? Was. What, what happened? Was it was it either it was boys that came to play in the places of men? That that's how it seemed actually, because you would also see the size difference and yeah, out the the MP speech, the MP team was outmuscled. It was <laughs> it was outsmarted. <laughs> Generally beaten in all aspects. But was it that you know the players that were supposed to play weren't able to play, or maybe they had coursework and all that stuff, or you know the team just was not good enough. Okay, generally I think the the okay sorry to say, but it's just not good enough because Impis mm. actually was in the second division of the league. It mm. had just recently graduated. Which a team like Cobbs, it's it's one of the top contenders for the for for winning the cup. Ah. It's actually on top of the table, so and Impis is at the bottom, so it was it was kind of like a David versus Goliath moment. Uh, wait, but in 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 that in that narrative, David, mm-hmm. mm. right? I mean, like wait, 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 like isn't 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 Cobbs like the Goliath of the game? Like, and they like the big dogs. Exactly, they are the big dogs. Only that this time David doesn't win. So. <laughs> That's very insulting to our church-going people. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to you rewrite history. Misses. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to rewrite history. Yeah. <laughs> In a scenario where the stone actually missed and he didn't hit Goliath. Mm, and Goliath's punch was already on the way. On the way, <laughs> and it came in 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 high proportions. It was it was a heavy punch. My 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 my. Hey, but you know, at the end of the day, like sometimes it it's always better to like. Some people will get me wrong on the show here, but like sometimes it's better to lose than to win. Oh, here's my argument. Also, wait, 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 wait. Here's my argument. Here's my argument. Yes. When you actually now the advantage of losing mm. comes when you actually get back to the drawing board and understand why you lost and what mm-hmm. you need to do about the loss so that it doesn't happen again. Versus mm. if you actually keep winning, then it mm. gives you this psycho illusion that you mm. are already good enough because you are beating the people that you are currently playing with and thus you don't see the need to improve or get better because you are already at the top of your game. 
true, true, and to test that, that, that's, uh, to test that, that, that would be next weekend in which Cobbs is, is going to play a team that, that's fairly matched to it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to test that narrative of, of if they're born, are they going to remain comfortable with that win yes. and assume that they're actually good. So the ultimate test is probably going to come next weekend, in which that match is actually the decider on whether Cops takes the lead or not. Takes uh-huh. the, the cup, actually. Ah. Yes, but okay. now it's it's going to be against a team that's fairly matched, muscle-wise, technique-wise. <laughs> well, let me ask, how significant is muscle in this game? Yes. How significant is muscle in this game? Because sometimes I do. Of course, I, I never ever got. Uh, I never let myself play rugby. I never allowed myself to play rugby, though I had the opportunity. But like, um, I just, I just wonder, like, what is like, how significant is someone's body size? Oh, significant you know, in relation to their yeah, in relation to their, their performance in the game. Yeah, it's, body size actually gives you a very big competitive edge when okay. it comes to rugby. Although there are other factors that also contribute. Okay. You know, rugby, actually, what's interesting about it yeah. is that there are 15 positions on a rugby team. Mm, okay. But out of those 15 positions, each of them requires a specific skill set and body size. Mm. You find probably the person who plays number one, the person who plays number 15, they have different body sizes. Actually, person plays number one and number three. They're the biggest boys on the team. Mm, okay. But then them being big also comes at a cost that they're slow, a bit slow. Oh, yeah, for sure. But then it's, it's better to have a big guy playing number one because of <laughs> the technicalities. Yeah. Then a smaller but faster guy playing those those numbers from 10 up to 15. Because those that require... The skill set based on uh, speed, yeah. agility, yeah. Uh, hand-to-eye coordination, good yeah. ball skills. So generally, it's, it's generally a sport, a sport that's very inclusive. It yeah. just requires you to to find your strength and put yourself where where you can where you're needed. So, that's one of the things I love about that sport. I guess so. So what position you play? I play number. Between six, seven, and eight, some of them are interchangeable. But those numbers now, for those numbers, they actually require a, a mixture of speed and body size. Okay. You have to be certain, okay, big, but not so big that you are slow. Uh-huh. You have to be strong, but you also have to be fast. Uh-huh. You have, to have a combination of speed, agility, and strength. Hmm. Yes. The, the, those are the skill sets that the number you play that require. Plus the height it also requires a bit of height. Okay. Yeah. Ah, so you kind of have like a combo of all those. Yeah, <laughs> relatively. No, actually, not relatively. Maximum, because uh, the, the 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 last time we met, the first time mm. we met, you were you were the grammarian, and you was. I mean, I got to have a proper satisfactory look of you whilst you were, you know, presenting or playing your part and, you know, doing your thing. And then later on, mm. we chop it up and, you know, uh, talk and remains and all. And, like, I noticed, I noticed, man, your, your, your figure, your physique, you get that there's something else to it. Like, I was like, yo, whatever <laughs> this guy is doing, he's doing something. I don't know what, but there's something he's doing. I try my best, although you also haven't seen, like, people... Beyond me, <laughs> hmm? like, have you, how, how many rugby players have you seen so far? Well, I, I, we actually had a rugby team at my high school, so I, yeah, I, I did. I did uh, rub a few shoulders with some of them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, listen, like that—that that was then. But right now, like uh, in university, there's there's a lot of factors that go into it. You know, like maintaining the body and yeah. just keeping feet and you know physical. Because the guys that were really sweet back in high school. But right mm. now, when you see them, trust me, they've grown chunky. You know, the tummies in that, the, the tummies between their knees. And, <laughs> like, you know, they, they, they just lost it, you know. So if someone has still kept it up to today, trust me, it's something else. So, mm. and for sure, I do feel like you're one of those people that have really, really, you know, 
maintain your physique and maintain your structure just that you know keep going hard man yeah that's one of the reasons I actually go for it sometimes it's it's because it keeps me fit mm-hmm. it forces me to work out i i can't spend three weeks without any putting in three three days a week of yeah. working out yeah so generally it keeps it keeps me healthy and fit although in terms like this one i'm not really playing but i still put fine time during the week like yeah. three times a week yeah to work out yeah yeah that's basically it but but if i might ask though so after the rugby what what other stuff do you do like to chill after rugby yeah physical um, stuff though okay whatever it is whatever it is do you, like leisure Yeah, yeah, just just for your leisure and pleasure. What 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 do you do if it's not rugby? Personally, I like writing. Although right now with um academics and yeah, I've I've slowed down a bit, but during lockdown, I used to write quite a lot. Mm-hmm. It was actually the one thing that was that fueled a huge chunk of my lockdown, mm-hmm. writing. Mhm. I used to contribute a lot to to a blog it was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have you heard of the economic misfit the economic misfit i've had i've had okot ola talk about it uh-huh that okot ola who was our grammarian okay. at the last meeting yeah yeah he started it with some other friend of his so that's why i usually used to contribute a few articles for sure here and there for sure for sure that's amazing one yeah i i, I really i really love those moments i, I would just get my computer and sit on a table and let my mind go wild and yeah i just type in whatever is there and surprisingly when i share it people actually relate to it that was very that was very surprising to me personally because yeah personally, even just sharing whatever i was writing was mm-hmm. I, i used to find it quite hard yeah like, <laughs> i can feel insecure what yeah, yeah 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 what if someone reads it and thinks that maybe this foolishness <laughs> that it's someone going through some tough times yeah someone whose life is hard or yeah you know those, such insecurities what do people think when they yeah, yeah, yeah. When they read something like this no but you, you know the the reality is like that's that's just how it is for every single person you know it it's like a hurdle that every single person has to like get over you know like the the whole thought of what will people think or yes. how will this sound or what perhaps will someone assume that i am depressed or i'm dying or my life is very hard and difficult exactly. the truth is, everybody's life is hard and difficult the truth is everybody is depressed at some point the truth like there's some things that sometimes we tend to square away from and we think that uh, just because maybe we may seem weird or we may seem to be out of place and position we mm. are not going to talk about it perhaps we're not going to address and yet the next person right to, right to your left or right is still struggling with the same thing you know so i i really uh, commend you so much for you know the bravery and the the agility like the mental agility to share your you know your perspective and your frame of mind even when you felt like in your heart of hearts you're not supposed to actually share or you're worried what people are going to say but you still did it you know cuz i believe that very many people with good ideas but they just don't have the courage like you had to share them mm. that's true you know so yeah, yeah. but the surprising thing is that actually when you share it you realize that actually people begin to relate with whatever you're doing mm-hmm. and they don't judge you as as much as you thought so yeah in most cases it's just you and your insecurities yeah. <laughs> blowing everything out of proportion and yeah yeah because of that I, i i usually generally used to share as much as i could mm-hmm. yes i used to find it really uncomfortable but the sharing bit was actually the hardest yeah. the writing i would enjoy because mm-hmm. it was basically <laughs> something personal <laughs> i just have to sit down and and write yeah. because actually i started journaling way back in high school yeah. so I, i it was just notes that i used to take on my own and generally write to myself but I don't think I thought to myself that what if whatever I'm writing could actually help someone else for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the chances that there's someone else who's probably going through whatever I'm going through and yeah. and reading such a thing might mm-hmm. encourage someone, inspire someone. So yeah. 
actually considering all that I, I decided to to share. To genuinely just just share whatever I had. Hey. Although it was it was easier during lo- lockdown because yeah. I didn't have to meet so many people. I just had to yeah. put content out there. Yeah. And it was generally easier, but right now when you're living among people, like writing something that's kind of personal, then putting it in a class group or something like that, mm-hmm. then walking in in class, something like the next day. And I was looking like you've grown a second head. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is looking at you and yeah. judging you or something. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you. But you know what? You know something we have not yet shared with the people, though? Yes. Do you know something that we have not yet shared with the people, though? Uh, no, not yet. Well, well, what, what's that? Well, I, I do I do assume that we have not yet shared with them the details of... Uh, of course, you know, my, my hardened listeners, like the people that have actually been working with, you know, with the show from, from, from the get-go, you know, they do get it that... You know, when we jump onto the show, we just get right into, you know, getting to know the person, their interests, how they think, how they move, how they groove, you know. But, of course, there are also some new adapters, you know, people who are just jumping onto the show for the first time, you know. But with time, of course, I will, we will tend, we will transcend into a moment where we just, like, go into landslide and don't have to, like, reframe this, but... As for now, yeah, we still do it, but, hey, like, on this show, we never do, like, Hey, like this is so and so. I chop it up for you. What he did, what he does. I just give you a feel of who the person is in real time. You know how they spend that day, how they think. You know how they their perspective on things. So by just them talking about that day and how they do their stuff, you actually get to know who they are. You know without exactly. You know without necessarily having to be like piped down with uh, titles and courses and documents and blah blah blah. That, that, I feel like that stuff is really boring. You're really right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I see yeah. rounds. I see people doing this, and I'm like, "Yo, okay, this, this, this mm. is for you guys, but for me, on my time, yeah. bro, I just want, yeah. I just want to know you for real, for real. I don't want to know who you were five years ago or two years ago. I want to know who you are right now. That's you know? that's really that's really cool. It's it's unique. I've I've never met, I've never been in such a show. <laughs> it, it's it's so authentic. Hey, it, yeah, it, it disregards all those uh, social titles, and yeah, you, you really go to the core and know how someone thinks. And yeah, yeah, you know, like honestly, I best off of like the first, I don't know how many minutes we're in, we're 18 minutes now, but best off of you know the conversations that we've had in the start, someone can actually get to know like your interests, you know, um, mm. they could literally strike a conversation with you the next time they meet you, even when they don't know who you are. You know, the, yeah. hey man, I heard about you on the show and hey, rugby and blah, 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 and writing. And I'm also into writing the blog, the, you know, I used to read your, you feel me? And that's already a common ground to yes. relate with someone. Yes, that's common ground. But how you that's think someone is going to relate with you when they hear that you graduated from Harvard and no, like, bro, I'm yeah. in movement. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a law student, or I'm a medicine student. Thank you. Like, you know, it's. It, yeah, it's unrelatable. It's unrelatable, but nonetheless, yeah. but, you know, sometimes the people who still have this lock in their minds that, hey, things, it's supposed to be like this. If it's not like that, it's, you know, it's, and, and I'm like, hey, okay, we could still have some room for you, but every single day that passes by, the seats are running out for you as well. So at some point yeah. in time, if you still think like that, you will may, you may necessarily have to like listen to us through the windows, you know, because we ain't going to accommodate you inside. But nonetheless, man, yeah. let the people know, um, of course, this is not for you know the uh, our, our our guys like on the show, but it's for people who are like early adopters. We'll just give them like two minutes. Uh, mm. Yeah, you know, so like let the people know like who who you are, what you're all about, and you know, just to feed their soul. Okay. So you want me to talk about myself? Yeah, sure. I mean, like the you know the orthodox way. There is always another human being. Even after you've done this, there's someone who's like, ah. oh, there's the former way. Well, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I do know there is someone. Uh, forgive me. Listen, I, hey, it, <laughs> this is you. I'm sorry, but like I always like to be real. <laughs> like yeah, onto <laughs> plastic nine. So I do know yeah. there's some people who even after we talk about this, they are so used. 
and so mm. profound and so cemented in their thinking that some things cannot be changed because they have yes. experienced these things for a couple of years. So they're like, hey, mm. you're supposed to, you're supposed to, you're supposed to. But what yeah. you understand is there is always change and change is inevitable. But still, mm. the people are still stuck. So like, let them know who you are and what. Oh, oh. All right. Um, so that question of who I am, it's, it's one of the questions that has always puzzled me. And that's what um, he's asking is. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like when someone asks you, who are you? Yeah. You know, am I supposed? Am I defined by my name? Am I defined by my titles? Mm-hmm. My interests? You feel me? You feel me? You get it, man. That's why I don't yeah. like it, but it's okay. I'm bearing with it for a few mm. episodes, and I'm gonna just cut it off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Maybe for purposes of formality. Yes. Um. <laughs> so my name is Joseph Oloya. I'm 22 years of age. I go to Macquarie University. I study land economics. I'm in my third year. Still have one more year to go to graduate. I generally am interested in sports. I generally like creative things like sports, writing. At one point, I'd got into baking. I used to bake cakes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's a cake business that I started during lockdown. Hey, I actually, oh my, I actually, listen, but, but actually, actually, I had as if you said betting, not baking. Like I had it as B E T, not B A K E. No, 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 <laughs> baking. <laughs> I was like, yo, okay. <laughs> I know, it's baking, baking cake. Yeah. Yes, it's it's a small business I started during lockdown, baking cake. I got a handful of customers, although. Although there are some factors that that made me go off business, yeah. like accessibility, mm-hmm. some factors changed along the way, and it was no longer feasible. Although I still like doing it, I do it in my free time. I do it during maybe those those family gatherings where people. Uh, siblings come from far. We, we all gather home, like say public holidays, like Christmas mm. or Easter, mm-hmm. bake cake, and we enjoy. So, but for the commercial bit, I'm not yet into it because of yeah. a few factors yeah. that deter me. Mm-hmm. But I, except that, I um what else? What else? What else? What else? I I I'm in the family of seven. And the firstborn. Yeah. My all, all the my my all my elder siblings are sisters, so I grew up in a family of girls generally. Mm. I was the first boy in my family. Yeah. Then um, there's a sibling who my immediate sibling is is quite young. There's a bit of a generation gap, about nine years. Oof, okay. Still in primary. Yeah. yeah. They just got done with CLE. <laughs> so, generally, yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. You, you know yeah. what's funny, though? You know what's funny? We're actually having this joke with um, some of my friends. And we're like, you know, yeah. when the P7 guys finish doing their four papers, they feel like, you know, they have flipped the world, the world around. You know, uh, they have let, something heavy, you know. <laughs> first. First, leave alone P7. Yeah. There are these kids who graduate in top class. Yeah. They buy them gowns and yeah. and hats. They they throw a party, and you wonder what is this one celebrating? Top class? You know? <laughs> are you for sure? Like I'm like you. I am here looking for actually money to invest in my baking business, and you are throwing a party for a for for for, for graduating top class. <laughs> graduating top class, like yo, please. Have it's really funny. What I what are you celebrating? <laughs> I'm saying, like, seriously, what is that to celebrate now? Well, what, anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, people are different. Hey, hey listen, you know, let, let's stop all this foolishness. Let's get into the podcast now. <laughs> let's do a podcast. Mm. <laughs> let's do a podcast. So, hey, listen, I'm, I have actually been uh, reading some of your tweets from yes. Yacht, Yacht, uh, Youth Adult Talk. 
and yes. I felt like you know the, the, your perspective on things is so deep and so well thought and so profound, and I just do know for sure, like best off of how you convey your understanding that this information didn't just come to you overnight. You know, it's information that you have marinated yourself into for quite some time mm-hmm. and has been, you know, thought through for, you know, of course, a prolonged time as well. You know, but I, I was still wondering to myself, because it's, it's, of course, a project that you started early this year, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was earlier this year, around March. Yes, March. You, I think uh, the first tweet was on 4th March, if I didn't get it wrong. But I, I was just wondering, you know, like, what what did you have in your mind? You know, what was the thought process uh, that led to, you know, the initiation of Yacht? Oh, yeah. Actually, it had always been an idea I'd, I'd had in my mind, although I'd postponed it for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Starting it, I, I always used to have excuses to postpone. Mm-hmm. There's always something. Perhaps, perhaps the name wasn't right. Mm. Perhaps my idea was, wasn't good enough. Perhaps it, it's not coming at the right time. Perhaps my work is actually irrelevant. Mm-hmm. There are all those factors that I, I used to use to, to talk myself out of it. But then it was just at one moment where I it was just one day. Actually, it was my sister who persuaded me mm-hmm. into starting it. Because she, she had always also told me how good of a writer I was. Because originally it was, I used to post on my personal account, my personal page. Mm-hmm. But then I thought to myself that what if I could channel whatever I was writing into a meaningful initiative? What yeah. initiative would that be? Yeah. Then I looked through whatever I was writing and I realized that generally it, it comes from most of the hurdles that I face as a young adult. Yeah. Most of them are actual, is not actually material that I read. Mm-hmm. Most of the material that really relates to people is practical, practical material mm-hmm. that I, I actually experience as a young adult. And perhaps the only thing that I'm good at is articulating myself in writing. Yeah. Otherwise, oh. most of these things are things that most people see, mm-hmm. but they can't actually articulate. Yeah, yeah. They can't put it into words. They can't put it into words, but they're actually things that people see. And see. can't. Yes, can't put it into words. So I, I generally thought that if I could channel whatever I was doing into an initiative, what would that be? And I came up to, to a conclusion that it would be something to, to to help young adults generally navigate into into this this stage called adulthood mm-hmm. but then not saying that personally I'm any better than any of them of course but I, I actually think that that could actually make me a, a good enough person to write about it because personally I also struggle sometimes I think more than other people but I think most adults think think that of themselves mm-hmm. I think <laughs> their struggles are are you heavier than any other person's struggles? Yeah. But then I came to a realization that we actually all struggle as young adults. Yeah. Yes, we all have those 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 burning questions, those issues mm-hmm. that we have, those those conversations that no one really has mm-hmm. with anyone. Yeah. Those, those, those things about insecurities and everything that no one really talks about, but it's actually. It actually impacts your life. Mm-hmm. So generally, that's what I do. I generally just articulate those hurdles and stresses that come with young adulthood. And yeah. also I give advice from the few experiences I've had myself. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'd been postponing that project for quite a while, but yeah. at one point it's actually my sister who created for me the account. Yeah. So I just woke up one day I said, this is the name I'm choosing for it. Yeah. This is the account. And at that point, I had no clear plan of actually mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. Yeah. But I had one post in my mind, something to post. Yeah. But then my plan was to make two posts a day. Mm-hmm. But then it wasn't actually planned. I didn't have, like, the post written down. That's why I always used to fear that 
But if one day I, I'm just there and I have nothing to post. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I, I just keep accountability. I just try and be accountable to myself to to try and make two posts a day. But so far so good. Yeah. I've I've tried my best to make roughly two posts a day ever since I started. Mm-hmm. And I keep gathering good feedback. Yeah. I, I keep gathering a following. Mm-hmm. Not so big, mm-hmm. but then there are those few moments. I think I had a conversation with you about this one time. Yeah. Those few moments when someone just pulls you to the side and tells you that, yo, whatever you're doing, it, it's actually great. Yeah, you can that, that can help people out. Mm-hmm. So basically, right now that's where I'm at. The following is also good, but but my my right now what I'm focusing on is consistency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And generally, if if my work really means something to someone else, then then it's worth it, even if it's it's a handful of people. For sure, for sure, definitely, and. I would say to you that, you know, you are doing something that is so significant and so so outlanded by most people. Mm. Most Definitely, like, community never addresses these issues because they feel like people have the answers or perhaps people mm. have it figured, it figured out. But the reality yeah. is nobody has it figured out, you know. and Nobody, totally nobody. Yeah, yeah, you know, and even the people who seem to us that perhaps they have figured it out they haven't figured it out they are just one step ahead of everybody else but they are yeah. struggling with all these things you know so yeah. I, I do feel like you have actually taken on, on your shoulders a responsibility that is so hefty and so demanding and yet so nece- so uh, heavily required by every single individual right from myself to every person that is listening to this you know that yeah this kind of awareness, you know, in that transition, like at that point is when most of the people are lost. You know, when you're transitioning yes. from youth to adulthood, there's some things that, you know, like our community, especially the African descent, we tend to ignore and assume that our young people know, but they don't. They actually you know, don't. Yeah, and the only thing we raise our children on is activities and commands but we never teach them integrity we never teach them loyalty we never teach them discipline we never teach them consistency we never even teach them how to love you know what it exactly. means to love someone what it means to love a woman how to be with the woman there's a quote that i read that really blew my mind that said society prepares women to become wives but never men to become husbands wow 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 that's really powerful you know and that really struck the chord for me because it's really something that we see but nonetheless you know not to steal your thunder like who you think is not playing their part in this whole matrix this whole matrix whose responsibility was it Mm. or is it to see to it that if the youth can successfully transition into adulthood um that's that's quite a difficult question to to answer but i think it would be because basically i would say it would be our parents but then then again if i'm to think about it perhaps most of them also haven't generally figured things out yet and but but again they're one step ahead you know like if you are one like if if you are at level 10 or level 7 and mm. someone at level 3, at least you can pull them to level 5 because you've been there before. Mm. You know, yes. but, but like, what do you think or why perhaps are they not taking or making the initiative to, you know, uh, make that move or perhaps have it as a priority? Yeah, I think perhaps they, they don't take it as significantly as it should be taken. Because most of our parents grew up in different conditions. I, I think conditions also also matter. Personally, yeah, because even generations, newer generations face newer problems. Mm-hmm. Like our parents, for example, perhaps their problems were more material. 
same money was an issue. Mm -hmm. But then in our era of social media, yeah, we have it's it's an era of insecurities. Yeah, imagine. where you can you can go onto social media and fixate on how other people's lives are far better than yours. Mm. Now our parents never had social media. Yeah. So just just a, a small shift to something like social media, I think is a is a is a big factor that can come into play, yeah. which our parents don't know how to navigate a world in which there is social media, a world in which everyone is comparing themselves to everyone on yeah. social media. Yeah. Where you're seeing people far younger than you making it far better off than you. At the tender edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there, is, there is a quote. I don't know whether it was a quote or something that that I read somewhere about how, in order to mature, you have to realize that your parents probably don't have all the answers Oof. to life. Oof. One of most of the most pressing questions in life, and they generally can't teach you. Everything. Not that they don't want to, but, but they may not actually know how to navigate our world. Yeah, yeah. Because they grew up in a totally different generation. So, in this case, I would think yeah. for a, a, a young adult who's struggling and everything, who has never taught some of these things, I think generally it's upon us to help ourselves, mm. us to have these conversations, because it's conversations like mine and yours that are the most fruitful. Yeah. So where we start to unearth these these issues and probably come up with solutions, we can actually do it on our, by ourselves. Mm -hmm. But we have to start talking about some of these things. Mm -hmm. have, these these kind of conversations are the most fruitful ones. Mm -hmm. So generally, I think. The, the person, the people who are responsible are ourselves. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. And we can just do it by just sharing ideas. We actually have, there are very many people with very good ideas, but all we need is to, to get together and have such conversations. You know, we can figure this out. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I also like definitely do agree with you. Like <clears throat> in the start, you know, I was, I was like trying to pity some of the parents but mm. you know, like you just literally shifted my mind right now, and you helped me get to understand that you know a responsibility that has to do with you starts with you, mm. you know, and like once you start giving off responsibility to someone else, to someone else, yes. or giving power to someone else over you or over your situation and your circumstances, then you mm. are losing in the moment. Yes, you're losing. You know, so like for sure, I, I do, I do, of course, I, I can't agree with you any less. You know, it, it's like a personal effort. It's a personal initiative. But nonetheless, yes. you know, how, how can we help people that don't know that they need help? Yeah, helping people who don't know that they need help. Yeah, because actually, I think mm -hmm. it's, it's mainly about helping, let me see, helping people who don't know that they need help. Because, like, most... Uh, let, 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 yeah, 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 please proceed. Let me start with, there are actually some people who actually know that they need help, mm -hmm. but it's hard for them to reach out for help. You know, in our era, usually it's, it, it's, it's tough to, to come out and say that, yeah, I really need help with whatever it is, even this adulting thing, to admit that you actually need help. Yeah. People are generally insecure. Mm. about admitting such a thing. Everyone is is trying to show how they figure things out, yeah, yeah. how their life is going well. And admitting that we actually don't have things together, it's, it's really tough. It's mm. really tough to admit that you really need help. Yeah. Now, the ones that don't know that they actually need help, it's through talks like this that, that actually help people to realize that they need help. Because mm. most people actually, they struggle. Mm -hmm. You find uh, young adults there, they're depressed, yeah. but they they actually think that it's their lives that are messed. that are really messed. Mm -hmm. But in most cases, it's them blowing things out of proportion. Yeah. They don't know they they have.
have they talk to people so they don't know that others who are also struggling mm-hmm. so they haven't talked to people they think it's only them who are who are going through let's say depression yeah so generally my solution would be to talk mm-hmm. and to interact just like i said these these personal conversations that uh, they, they they can yield a lot they're, they're very fruitful it's only through such conversations that you realize that maybe perhaps your life isn't as messed up as you thought mm-hmm. perhaps all you need is a little help a little advice you now it, it's how you learn to to generally be vulnerable and and open up you admit that i really need help you know to to to, to humble you you know sometimes it's also about ego Mhm. Yeah. yeah. So to, to admit that we are probably suffering. Yeah. It may you may feel like it makes you look weak or something. Mhm. Yeah. Generally it's just interacting and talking to people. That's what I think. Could you could you give us an example of you know when you struggled with something and perhaps you were unable to talk about it? Um an example would be personal okay a personal example from when i was struggling with something i couldn't admit yeah like something that uh you you struggled with so heavily perhaps you still do or but you mm. got over it you know like mm. could could you give us an example of what that looked like and how it felt like okay personally growing up i was more of an introvert so social interactions generally Totally, so find really uncomfortable being around people alone. So it, it's something that, especially strangers, usually used to put me out of my comfort zone. Interacting with even my age mates, just my age mates. If they weren't close friends, then I would really find it uncomfortable. When you come into a, a society, say starting with high school, where people generally expected to interact. Perhaps you go to other schools. You expected to say talk to girls, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But you find you're, you're more of an introvert, you're shy, but you mm-hmm. can't say it. So you you just struggle there. You huddle in the corner. Mm-hmm. Think perhaps your life is so horrible and yeah. a horrible person. Mm-hmm. And yeah, generally it's it's one of those things you can't say because. Yeah, and the surprising thing is that you actually can't see anyone else who, who is struggling with that very thing. Yeah. It just feels like it's only you. Yeah. It feels <laughs> like you have the world on your shoulders and generally, I don't know, it blows, it blows things out of proportion and mm-hmm. you, you, you perceive problems as far bigger than they, they actually are. Yeah. So generally, yeah, that that had also been one of my biggest insecurities. That that was mainly growing up. Yeah. My teenage ages, my later teen, to my later teen ages, and uh, but generally, crossing from teenagehood to young adulthood, I, I think that problem, it it kind of wore off. Okay, although I'm I'm generally still an introvert, I prefer. Mm-hmm. quieter hobbies yeah most most of which are <clears throat> either I'm writing and I'm sitting on my desktop and I'm writing or I'm I go out and perhaps work out I mean my earphones I'm generally in my zone mm-hmm. yeah yeah my comfort my comfort zone usually it's I, I used to read about a bit about uh introverts and extroverts and mm-hmm. A perspective one author gave was that an intro, um, whatever determines levels of introversion and extroversion is is uh, levels of stimulus. Mm. I don't know whether you have also ever oh, about something like that. For sure, for sure. Introverts generally prefer low stimulating activities. Yeah, and the extroverts would want. The highly uh, are comfortable in highly stimulating activities. Mm-hmm. They're the party animals who can generally go out and party and 
and interacting with a bunch of people and mm-hmm. and all that. But introverts generally prefer more solo activities. They're more people who they are more introspective and they're more comfortable by themselves. Mm, yeah. Yeah, but then the whole point is that um um I'm trying to paint a picture of a teenager who's probably socially anxious and mm-hmm. and dreads social interactions and but but then again social interactions is it's 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 unessential because we're human and probably gets lonely but he's not he's unable to interact mm-hmm. with other people but then he's also unable to ask for help because i mean who can you start telling that i fear say people mm-hmm. you feel like it's an abnormal problem yeah yeah so it just becomes a, an insecurity you hide under the rug yeah and you always dodge it as a problem mm. you never actually face it so you did there you actually need help but you can't actually reach out for help mm-hmm. so i think that's basically my personal experience how did you how did you get over it though um do you still feel like you struggle with it to a lesser extent or you have been able to get over it and if you have been able to get over it or perhaps minimize it how have you been able to go about that process I think it's perhaps to to a lesser extent because I, I think some of those personality traits are generally engraved in uh, our personalities much as much as some people can bring up arguments like neuroplasticity where you can mm. you can adjust yourself perhaps you are more of a quiet introvert and you perhaps want to be more of an outgoing extrovert yeah. you you keep pushing yourself and putting yourself in um, in such environments and you probably are just personally personally gr- growing up I, I always knew it was a problem that I had solved so mm-hmm. some of the small steps I would take would generally be putting myself out of my comfort zone perhaps mm-hmm. I look out for networking events personally mm-hmm. something like a networking event was something i would see and and dread it's like throwing me into a lion den or something how do, you, how, do you, how do you throw me there and tell me to perhaps talk to a stranger or something yeah yeah you know but the time I, i would start looking around for perhaps events that um i could attend mm-hmm. sometimes i'll just go there and sit and not talk to anyone generally just just taking that anxiety and how it feels like sit there yeah. and probably go without talking to anyone yeah. then the next one probably someone will actually approach you and talk to you so you get comfortable with time time um the more you attend so, like social networking events the more you start getting comfortable around people So yeah it it was generally about putting myself out of the comfort zone mhm that attending a few events mm. and yeah i i think compared to whatever i was as a teenager that there has been some progress the, so if if i may ask does the progress include talking to women these days Yes, yes, for that. <laughs> I knew you had to ask. I'm just checking, Nazo. I'm just checking. Uh, I had I asked you anticipated that question. <laughs> And if if I may ask, how is it going? Is is there progress? Is there visible visibility? There is progress. <laughs> how are they responding? <laughs> Uh, how are they are they responding positively the the the, the response keeps getting uh either more positive or less negative <laughs> mm, more positive or less negative okay yeah. okay that that's quite yeah. defensive <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you something by the way um you know what what was what was it like like paying for the people a picture of, you know the first time you actually spoke to a girl you know and how you felt cuz 
like as as males you know now of course i do know that some females female listeners here but like just give us 30 seconds we are going to get back to you so <laughs> as males you know we mm. tend to struggle in our early you know stages of growth you know just trying yeah. to mix with the other gender and not because we don't want to or because we don't feel any affinity towards them but because whilst we are young we are made to we are you know accustomed to think or perhaps uh feel or believe that you know being with girls you know you're not supposed to be with girls it's a bad thing you're not supposed to talk to girls you know so then yeah. you grow up thinking that you're supposed to keep your distance because even in primary you know you're just talking to a girl and people i mean advisory is just assuming that you're coupling Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, there the was this struggle right from early on, and then as yeah, you grow up, yeah, yeah, and then as you actually transition, or perhaps in the process of transition, you find mm. yourself in the need to actually have this interaction because it, it's not just it's it's beyond ourselves. This is like how God created us. Like this is biology. Yeah, it's, it's God, it's biology, it's everything. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like I left, I lengthened the question, but like mm. describe to us your first experience, you know, when you're speaking to a girl and like, how was it like? Wow. The first experience. I don't know whether this was the first experience, but. Okay. The most the one memorable one. one. The most memorable one. Yeah. The most memorable one. I was, I used to, I was, even called eyes. <laughs> Do you remember her name so that we just like put out that people know that this chick is mean? I didn't even get the name. Can you imagine? <laughs> What happened? What did you say? It was called. I, I don't even remember whether whether I said something wrong or. Okay, you know these things of. It's a group of girls. Yeah. So that was my first mistake. Mm, okay. Uh, Yeah, you find a group of girls and trying to talk to one and eh, get iced and comes cold and <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things men fear so much it, it's not generally girls it's rejection. Ooh, you have touched it. Yeah, you have touched it right there. Mm. So how did you deal with that rejection? It had for quite a while. It had for quite a while. <laughs> How long was it? You start asking yourself: Is it? Is it me? Is it what I say? Is, mm. is it how I look? Is it? Mm. Like there's a lot of things that can start running into your mind. Yeah. Yeah. It can hurt your your ego. Yeah. What did she say that was so icy? Do, do I even remember the words? I, I think it was it was in high school. I think I I, I remember the words. Okay, I, I was just using. So what did you say? What did you say, and what was her response? Um, I was generally asking about another friend of mine. I was using that as as an icebreaker to inquire about mm. some other friend of mine. So it was like an outing where. Uh, there were, I think, girls from a different school. Navisunsa, mm-hmm. I can't even forget. Navisunsa. You flagged the school. Where I got ice. Don't mess with people that are listening and they're from Navisunsa. Is just that one chick. Yeah, <laughs> you're good people. <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember the face, but I didn't get the name. <laughs> oh, it, thank God you didn't remember the name, because definitely I was going to like holler, be like, "Hey, yo, homegirl." <laughs> no, actually, I, I didn't actually get the name. Not that I don't remember. I, I didn't get the name. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. After being ice, yes. No, like women. <laughs> like I, I want to know what did you say that got you iced. I I don't think it was more of what I said, but ah. it's the way. Um, I I don't know whether it's just me, but back in high school, when you find girls and they're in a group, mm. it's the way they. I don't know. There's that pride that they feel, and I don't know. I don't know. There's that thing where where, where it, it it used to be tricky to. To perhaps get to talk to a girl when she's in in her clique, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It, it used to just be tricky. It, 
it'll just be easier to get to when she's isolated or something. Mm. When they're in a click, they, 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 I don't know whether they prayed or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, man, trust me. I, listen, I, I think every male could relate. Like, to a certain extent, every single man has mm. had this experience, you know, and you try to, you try to be funny, you know, mm. but you, you slapped right in the mouth and slapped <laughs> in the mouth and you lose air. You just, you just, you just go away feeling so disastrous, so worthless. You know, yeah. hey, like, th- th- this is part of life. Like, sometimes people feel like, okay, you know, I have been slammed and, you know, uh, I've been bashed out. But, like, what you need to understand, man, is, like, this transitions into everything. Like, every mm. single thing that you're starting, like, for the very first time always has mm. the effect, always has the same ripple. You know, you've mm. been there thinking that, hey, you gassed up, you juiced up, you have all the, you know, you have all the juice. You reach there, mm. my friend, things are totally different and you get slapped right in the mouth. And it's totally, in the mouth. <laughs> it's, it's totally fine. It's totally normal. It's not the first time. You're not the last one as well. And neither are you yeah. the first one. So you may mm. just take it, like, just appreciate it and be like, okay, how can I move on to this? Don't take it as, like, a final resolution that, okay, I'm a horrible person or maybe I look horrible or, you know, I, I don't have game. Like, bro, just, just keep going. Mm. Yeah, but there is a very interesting um, professor I, I usually follow. Yeah, he, he's called Jordan Peterson. I don't, I don't know whether you've heard of him. Oh, I know Jordan Peterson, man. Jordan B. Peterson. Exactly, that's the guy. <laughs> there's, a, there's some theories he has yeah. about how how generally the the ability of females to to reject men is actually what. What builds them? What builds their character? Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. It checks your ego and and it, it, it generally makes you ask yourself, "Am I really good enough?" Mm. Maybe you, you realize things that I I need to mend here and there. Yeah, yeah. He had some very interesting theories of also of how sexual selection is 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 a, a way nature nature does natural selection in a way that women generally go for higher ranking males. Alpha males. Exactly. Perhaps using different matrices mm-hmm. to measure. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the most common ones being perhaps confidence and mm-hmm. and stature and social status and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the higher ranking men in, in such matrices usually have a higher chance of getting mates yeah. Hence, a higher chance of the genes being propagated. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> the game is very philosophical. Hey, listen, I, the, you know that's actually a whole other podcast. I, I was actually uh, speaking to some of my mates, and uh, listen, like perhaps we'll have this conversation off the off the record. But I feel like mm. you know we we could as well do a podcast around this whole. You know, Pelasso, like, as men, sometimes we tend to assume that we are hardcores, we know everything, you know, and mm. we all figured out, but we don't. Actually, as a matter of fact, men need more help than women. That's what I also think. You know, like, yeah. like, like this is a whole other podcast, trust me, I don't want us to go into it, but definitely I feel like if we do slide in there, it's very mm. unlikely that we'll slide out of it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, hey, as as actually we come to the end of the show, you know, the the minutes here fly. I don't know, like every every other guest tends to complain. I don't know if you feel the same. Cause they're like, hey, what? Sixty minutes? We just started, you know. And I'm like, yo, hey, sixty minutes. Hold up, I, I I didn't get you. You mean the post the podcast is ending? It's almost. We almost coming to the end. You know, we're about to. Wow. <laughs> wow. I felt like we have just for like five minutes or something. Precisely, <laughs> precisely, you know. But like, like, like all good things, man. Like all good things, mm. they always unfortunately have to come to one end. Even wow. if you're eating Indeed. your best, your favorite dish, you know, you can never mm. eat it for a whole century. Yeah. At some point in time, it has to come to a sad end. And even if you wanted to add more, your stomach mm. would not allow you the liberty. You know, yeah, the, the impermanence always, of life. Mm-hmm. There is always mm. brim to every to every beauty, 
And yeah. this perhaps is the brim to the beauty of this show as well, you know, and uh, we want to appreciate you very much, Mr. Oloya Joseph, for, you know, coming in here and just feeling, you know, so, giving our audience some of your, you know, golden your golden gems and nuggets and, you know, just uh, pouring into the people and letting them know how you think and your perspective yeah. on things, you know, because, uh, you know, it, some of these things that we have shared on the show are perhaps some of the most neglected aspects or perhaps some of the most non-questioned things about life. But mm. yet you actually go on to address them with a lot of confidence and resilience and, you know, just try to play a part and do your part. But before we actually come to the inevitable end, let the people know, what is your favorite dish? My favorite dish? Yes. My favorite dish is pumpkin leaves. Mm. Okay. Mixed with dinner paste. Okay. And accompanied with posho. What that is my favorite meal. What is what is that mixture called? The sauce. I feel like it's sauce. a name, yes. If it has a name then I'm not sure, but it's 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 my favorite. If mm-hmm. it's not that the the second in line would be silverfish mixed with dinner paste and mm. posho. Mm. Mm. That first combo, the second one. Silver yeah. mixes genus. Trust me, I will eat that joint year in, year out. If you like that one, then the one for pumpkin leaves, believe me, it's better. I eat that thing, it slaps the back of my throat. I feel like I am in a different planet. Like you're in a different zone. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I have literally just traveled through time and space, you know. I, <laughs> you know but, you know, I brought that, of course, deliberately because... You know, there's a quote that says, uh, there's a quote that says that the shortest way to a man's root is to a man's heart through his stomach. You know, and as it is, this man has definitely built his confidence, you know, Mm -hmm. to talk to the other gender and is working Mm -hmm. towards it. So perhaps I have just given you a free ticket to. For all for all contenders in interested parties, I mean, if this actually like listen, if you actually get a hold of yourself, a hold a hold of this intelligent, well thought, well attuned man, you know, I mean, he talked about uh, Jordan Peterson and his theory of, you know, selecting a suitable male. Perhaps you may be closer by just mm. a plate of posho. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> <laughs> it may increase your chances. You may you may increase your probability. And if it so happens that mm. you get lucky, please. I mean, I, I would very much want to be like the first. You know, you know what I'm saying like the first person in that. Uh, hey, listen, I'm not giving you guys dubious ideas, honestly. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this ain't a dating podcast, hey. <laughs> But, hey, I mean, you could use the information the way you want, for sure. But Let the, Yeah, use the information the way you want. <laughs> it's a disclaimer. I am not suggesting nothing. I'm just, yeah. giving, I'm just giving you information. So you could do, you could use it the way you want to use it. But, you know, um, let the people know, you know, what, what would be your biggest stake, you know, before we close the podcast, like what advice would you give to the, you know, the youth that are transitioning to adulthood and we'll close with that? Yeah, the, the advice I would give would be to to generally have these conversations a bit more. Mm-hmm. Conversations of the the subtle struggles that come along with adulthood. These conversations are really helpful. It it it, it enlightens you on things that you can adjust mm-hmm. for personal development. It enlightens you on probably life generally. You re, you realize that. Your life isn't probably as bad as it is, and yeah. everyone else is probably having it as as tough as you are, or even tougher. So it's it's just to, to have these conversations more. That's that's the advice I can give. Hmm. How can the people get a hold of you? Generally, I'm active on social media. My my personal account is. All at Oloya Joseph Six. That's on Twitter. It's then Oloya Joseph on Facebook. Then also Oloya Joseph on on 
on Instagram, though I rarely use Instagram, I, I mainly I actually mainly use Twitter. Hmm. Yeah, I, I generally prefer Twitter. Well, that's it from Mr. Oloy Joseph. Actually, if there's anybody that wants to get a hold of him for uh, a plate or two of the menu he just said above, we will have his details in the show notes. Uh, listen, I was kidding. But we'll have his details on the show notes. And uh, every other all, all the work that he's doing, we'll have everything in the show notes. So uh, you will literally just have to scroll right up and you will see, you, you'll click onto, you know, those numerous words down there. And down below, you'll see the links. When you click onto the links, there are clickable links. As soon as you click onto them, it will take you right to his Twitter account or Facebook or anything else that perhaps you would like to have you see. You know, so um, as it is, we always, I always ask of you to find at least one thing, you know, that you can like just go hard on immediately. I, I really encourage the people on here to act onto, you know, the inspiration that they get as soon as they get it because like the fire burns out. So as soon as the fire is hot, if it's necessary, please pause this. Like, you can always find this. It's not going nowhere. Pause it and go do what you need to do or perhaps put up the structure that needs to be put up or get the information that you need to get and then come back to this because that's the gist of this show. That's the gist of the podcast. If you're listening and you are not actually taking tangible steps to make a difference and to make change happen, they won't be changed. You know, like, there's a quote that says that, that if there can't be change without a change, you know, so you have to move your butt, you have to do something. So thank you very much, Mr. Old Lawyer Joseph. We really appreciate you for coming on the show. I also want to thank everybody that listened in right from the start up to the end. Thank you for for bearing with our foolishness. We do joke a lot on the show. (laughs) We do joke a lot on the show, but it's of of course for, you know, um, uh, positive reasons i know that there's a lot of uh pressure and you know just a lot of uh, wiring stuff going on in the world right now so as much as yeah we come to give you game as well we also want to make sure that this is also a place of uh, psychological rehabilitation for you you know so we really appreciate you for you know that the one hour of your life that you will never get back that you chose to give to us thank you very much and we hope to catch you next week. Thank you very much, Mr. Lawyer. And uh, yeah, catch you guys next week. All right. My pleasure. Pleasure too as well.